Welcome to the 90 Minutes Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, as always, uh, the gaffer, the Kaiser, uh, Chris Gallagher. Um, and we have a, a squad change. We've made some changes this week. We've got a, a brand new first Not team. Not like Dyla, huh? Huh? Yeah, Get my, on to that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little more pragmatic than Dyla. Uh, I've got Bowdy at the back here. Chris Bowd, good to see you, Bowdy. Not a problem. I'll take care of things back here, don't worry. Absolutely. The goalkeeper, of course, is uh, Christian Wolf, the Wolfman. It's good to be back. Uh, our number 10, uh, Chris Armani. Hi. And I'm the Inzaghi style number 9, uh, Chris Gallagher, as I said before. Uh, it's good to have you on, guys. Christian, it's uh, a welcome return to yourself. Uh, you got a lot of explaining to do, friend. No, really, i got a really good excuse. No, I'm talking about Dyla. Oh, okay. <laughs> the last two years, what's been going on? What's, what's happened the last two years? I thought you meant the last eight weeks I hadn't been here. Why have you not been here? Would you like to see? Or? Yes, it's not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're looking at. No, no I, I became a dad for the first time. Yay! Congratulations. F- five um, weeks ago today. So, so go easy on him. So the, tweets, so, so, the pod. so the wee man's been keeping me busy, which is good. Great stuff. Um, good. No, all joking aside, that's terrific. Good for you. Um, and good for your wife. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bowdy, this is the first time you've been on in quite a while. Um, any reason why? Or I'm above it now, so I just kind of watch all your hipster. Your hipster. Have, you, have you been on Sports Sound or something instead, or is that? That's no, below me as well. That's below ninety minutes in it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, we probably get more listeners to this than they do on a fucking weekly basis. Anyway, Bowd, you are hipster Celtic. We can reveal that. I'm a hipster that likes Celtic, I'm not hipster Celtic. Okay, there you go. Uh, Chris Armani, as always, <coughs> it's great to see you. Uh, you're a, you're the cog in the machine, you're the grease, the oils, the wheel, other stuff. What is this? Is this a compliment? Or is it? <laughs> I have no idea. Right. How's it going? Aye, uh, okay. Obviously, you're a massive Prince fan, and it genuinely, with no jokes, it is a shame, obviously, what happened. We're all, we're all devastated, because he was a, an amazing musician. and uh, Vegan. Vegan as well. Was a vegan. Um, like Mor- an amazing like Morrissey, so and like Chris Bowd, and like Chris Bowd, it's the trio. It's the it's the holy trinity. It's two of you left. Chris Bowd on his left hand side, Prince on his right hand side, Morrissey. Unbelievable. Let's get that. Let's get a painting of that as opposed to this bullshit that's on my wall now of Sintico, um former Celtic manager Ronnie Dyla. If anyone S- still looking at it, the wall there, he's still a shag of a man. He is a shag of a man. There's no it's doubt. Definitely this though, right? You're right. You have said on numerous occasions, Christopher, that that painting can go for a hundred pound. What are you taking for it now? Let's be honest. Well, this this there isn't going to be another Ronnie Dyla, a Celtic manager, signed print. 
So I think it can only go up in value, Chris. I think you're selling oh, yourself yeah. short. There's a real market for Tony Mowbray signed prints <laughs> right now, you know? <laughs> no, but see, That's the thing, they're all in private collections, Sir Manny, <laughs> if you can <laughs> get one out in the open market. market. <laughs> see, see if, you, if you actually look at the, uh, the, the print itself, there's nothing Celtic related to it. Because you, ca- you can't really no make badge. it. It's not a badge. So if uh, the only thing you'd hope is Ronnie Dial is next. Well, I would hope is that Ronnie Dial is next team are sponsored by Nike. Yep. Because if they're sponsored by Nike, I'm and fucking. He, I'm if he does in. the the fist pump. Oh, don't worry. Some Sheffield Wednesday fans got a <laughs> beautiful <laughs> gift coming their way. Sheffield Wednesday. I was gonna, doing all right, pal. I was going to. I was going to go Mulde. 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 Yeah. Keep trying. Okay. I thought that was alright. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're just... Uh, the news has broken. It broke this week that Ronnie Dyla will not be taking up his... Uh, it broke like five days ago. But it wasn't this week, it was last week. Yeah. And this is the reason why, uh, you know, I usually use have Kieran and Louis because at least I can dominate them, do you know what I mean? <laughs> As opposed to people with thoughts and their own opinions. It's annoying. Am I right, Chris? That's it. That's, That's it. it. Uh, no. In all seriousness, it's the rolling week. It's within seven days. Thanks. Oh, like this is rolling week. Hipster you know. pish. <laughs> um, Back in the day when it was Monday to Sunday. I don't start my days on a Monday. Yeah. Do you know those? Do you know there are some people that say that the week starts on a Sunday? Oh, Remember that? Those. Oh, Remember those folk? Madness. They're it's called crazy. assholes, frankly. Crazy man. But then you had the calendars that start on the Sunday. Yes. Yes. Nuts. <laughs> nuts. Nuts. But what is your favourite craft beer? <laughs> <laughs> he can't, he's Cruelty free IPA oh, You know, you call me a hipster And you're sitting with your vegan chocolate With your Celtic centenary I'm sorry, Celtic European Cup winning T-shirt on And I'm supposed to be the guy Yeah, yeah. I don't I, 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 Yeah yeah, okay. I don't see how being vegan Again, what thing. what we're doing this week um, Is the same as Anyone last week Anyone want to tweet in, I'll dominate you That's fine, do it um, what we're I'm, doing I'm waiting for it Yeah Sorry, go on. What we're doing this week is what, similar to what we did last week of just avoiding talking about football because that game yesterday. Was really what about Leicester? <sighs> what about Juventus, eh? Oi, oi. Thoughts on that, Sir Manny? Thoughts on that. Um, the steel stench of corruption hangs over Italian football still. But congratulations <laughs> to the old hill. <laughs> Nice. Also, uh, Rosenborg is storming away with the Norwegian league already. He always won it. No, they don't. I haven't won in uh, ah, five years. They always you, you, win you it. said something there and it just drifted off. <laughs> Rosenborg can always win the Norwegian That's league. A fact. Trust me, pal, I'll watch football, right? <laughs> You've used pal about ten times within the opening just, five minutes. <laughs> just wait two, three months when they rock up at Celtic Park. Oh, no. Like, I, I, people have said this through, throughout Twitter and just in, uh, people I've spoke to. Uh, we are going to get Ronnie Dyla's team, whoever they are. A Ronnie led Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> somehow <laughs> knocking Celtic out of the Champions League. I don't know. <laughs> That'll be the <laughs> first annual Anglo, British, Scottish Challenge Cup. Cup. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're, you're Sheffield Wednesday focused today, Bowd. It's, it's interesting. Uh, no. They're my second team. Second team in Sheffield, or <laughs> yeah. big bladesman. Yeah. Um, well, Wednesday's my third team in Sheffield. <laughs> who's your Who's your second? Sheffield. Is there a team called Sheffield? Yeah. Oldest football club. I thought that was the Manchester team. No, yeah, pretty sure it's Sheffield. Ah, so you went from saying it was to pretty sure. Mm, yeah, all right. Full of shit. <laughs> a bit like with Dyla. Oh, he's oh. getting them in. He's getting them in. We do have lots of questions. But I'm having a terrific time talking about anything other than football right now. So, <laughs> no. 
Sorry, um, the pod isn't sponsored by, but we'd, be, we'd love to have them sponsor us. Maryland Creations, Big and Chunky Hazelnut and Chalk ch- ch- chalk Chunk Cookies. £2.09 in a MS garage. And just no sense here, pal. Uh, just to connect. <laughs> wow. Did I say sense? Yes. <laughs> Uh, just to sure. well, I had, no had very little here. sleep the last five weeks. Pal's <laughs> not condescending enough. I'm changing it to son. <laughs> <laughs> it's pal. Listen, is, I don't realise how condescending. Listen, hey, listen, son. You sit there and drink your latte, your wild bean latte, available <laughs> for how much? It's two twenty nine. Two twenty nine uh, yeah. from your local M and S garage, right, son? You You're gonna keeping the local business going. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> local business. <laughs> I know, like, I know. Fuck, talking about football. No, <laughs> in all seriousness, with the Maryland cookies uh, available, uh, the hazelnut, you can't even taste it. If you lasted this long, well done. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so Ronnie Dyla has given his notice that he won't be here next season. Given his notice, are told that he's not going to be here next season. It is 50 50. Uh, we can talk about the game yesterday, because I've got some really big comments to make about the game yesterday, because frankly, it was a fucking joke. Sorry for getting off the bat, but I'm just still full of anger from it um, but Christian in all seriousness what are your thoughts on Dyla in terms of what's happened and how it's happened I think we're probably going to discuss a lot today about why this happened and how it came about and and and, and so on I think first of all Ronnie Dyla's reign in Celtic hasn't been good enough and in the end uh, the only person responsible for that it's the manager is Ronnie Dyla. So I think we can start off with that. I mean, he's obviously um, where he wanted. I think he always said quite early on as well when he's had, he had a rough part uh, patched quite early on. And he, he basically said then as well, like, if I don't think I can, you know, manage it here or improve the team here or make the team better, I'm, I'm going to walk. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'll go back to Norway and I'll be fine. And in the end, I it looks like he, he kept his word, whether he was just a bit more proactive than the Celtic board in, in leaving uh, on his own accord, where he, he probably would have been gone in the summer. But yeah, I think it, it Ronnie came to a point where he said, it's for whatever reasons, and I'm sure we'll go into them, um, I'm just not, not going to be able to improve this team in this situation. I'll come to you, Chris, because you you genuinely, you gave up, not gave up, but you, you, you lost faith in Dyla um, probably around October or November time. Would that, would that be right? Or maybe even, I think it was about October, November time. Probably wouldn't. 2005. <laughs> after the Malmö game, I reckon Samani went off the bus. Yeah. Okay. Probably. But my point is, even though... I went the off the bus. I had to go to Curry's when I got <laughs> off the bus. Why? You know why. I don't. <laughs> no, you do. Why? I broke my telly. Oh. There are other electrical outlets available. available. We aren't sponsored by Curry's. Anyway, right, go. How do you think Dallas handled himself since uh, the resignation? Hard on not taking on contract. The thing about Dyla is he's always handled himself fairly well. I think he deals with criticism, deals with the press well. The way that he's... His exit in Celtic is fairly classy. Um, I, 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 you know that way. I, I really just want him. The thing is about yesterday, just to kind of skip ahead, is I really wanted after he announced he was going, I wanted him to get his moment in the sun when he wins the league. Now, you know, when it's fine, oh, it didn't work out, cheerio. But I, I just think that it's going to be kind of stuttering to the league, and Ronnie's not going to get. You know that one final 
waving off into the sunset moment. So there's part of me thinks that I can't, how can I put this? There's part of me thinks that this is just it's still got a wee bit to run, if you know what I mean. The next few games, I think, could get oh, nastier for us. Well, I think any game he doesn't win well, um, fans will be in his back. Certain fans, I think, a lot of fans are now in the same I'm position just, as you. Fine. I'm, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to say is, the fans have not haven't just turned against Ronnie now. They've turned against the players and they've turned against the board. So when how I was trying to explain there, and I couldn't get the words out, is Ronnie's not going to get um, his moment in the sun because. One, there's a real malaise throughout the club, and it's not just Tyler, it's the players and it's the board. And two, the fans are out for absolute blood. Can you aim, aim the... Sorry, I'm yeah. not very good at speaking into no, the no, microphone. No, 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 it's perfect, it's perfect. So, that's my point. I mean, I think he's handled himself quite well. He's been, if I'm going to be frank, it's been pretty, pretty grim this season, let's be honest. But the way that he said, he's held his hands up, I can't do this. Um, thanks for the, the experience, I've enjoyed my time, I'm going to leave. But I think right now there's a real bad feeling amongst the support and the next few games just aren't going to be good viewing. I think there is a lot going on at the same time. Um, it's, it's a lot of, I think the reactions on, on Sunday, there's so many different moving parts that then manifest themselves in those protests. And I think Ronnie has been a lightning rod for a lot of those, which you expect because he's the manager of the club and it's, again, he's, he's responsible for what's happening on the pitch. But I also now think that once Ronnie said, look, and as, as, as Ronnie said, he, in quite a classy way, he said, well, I'm, I'm leaving. I just couldn't do it. Jerry O. But just, you know, I'm going to give it all the last five games and you're going to get the league. And then when, after all that, when the players can't even manage mustard a win against Ross County uh, on the back of that, it kind of just, I think, the emotions and everything snowballed in terms of everything that comes out. And, and in a way, it's now deflected off Ronnie because Ronnie's saying, well, I'm off, you know. Um, I won in the league, but I'm off. So now the situation with the club is it's almost like the fans' anger and frustration is trying to catch on to something else, whether it's the board, whether it's the players, whether it's both, whether it's Desmond, whether it's everything is kind of coming together. And so, so, so you're kind of creating this crescendo of... of noise and anger whereas I think some of it is justified I think others is just being caught up in it in, in terms of it's not really for me to say what fans should be angry about and what they shouldn't be angry about but I probably will go on to say what I think they should be angry about and what they shouldn't be but I think just now it's just a big crescendo of noise uh, because so many different things that fans aren't happy with is coming together Chris as a fan um how are you feeling just now? Like we are in a really unsort un, un of <coughs> focused time and unsettling time. So, as like a fan of Celtic, what are your thoughts moving forward? I mean, Chris made the comment there that you know, we, you know League's not won yet. The league has won, um, and that's what it's a strange thing. Um, it's you, you're down. Um, it's, you, you wanted Ronnie to work for the start. You want the club to be in a better place than they are right now. Um, and yet, we're pretty much going to win the league because Aberdeen are guff, even the, if we stuck them. Fuck. The league is uh, won. The, the <coughs> point wasn't I was making was that the league's not won. It, it, it is. Well, it's just take... we're not going to win it. We're going to get it. We're going to yeah. stumble into it. We're going to stumble into it. There's, 
in all likelihood, Aberdeen are going to concede a last-minute goal to somebody, and it will mean we've won the league. Hooray! Yeah, hooray! Hooray! Um, well, but there's, you know, what there's the element of it's a new start. So I'm, I'm kind of there's a little bit of me that's excited about what could come next. More, I'm afraid that it's just going to be more of the same old nonsense. And, and this is what I'm saying as well. I think. <coughs> I understand, as I said, I understand some of the anger. I don't think, just don't think it's that bad in Celtic Football Club at the moment. There's things to be really angry about, but I think they're more to do with how the club is run off it. So it's things like the Offensive Football um, Behaviour Act, it's things like the, the living wage in the club, it's, you know, certain people on the board who are members of certain political parties who are making certain political decisions that are going against the ethos of the club. And it's generally in terms of the club's um, behaviour, in terms of the whole Rangers debacle, a lot of fans think that you know they haven't been vocal enough and, yeah, and, and all those kind of things as well. So I think there's a lot of things in the way the, and a general disconnect between how the club is being handled at the moment and how the supporters want. They even have the thing about, you know, there's a statement of the fan ownership that, you know, that's going on to the Scottish government in terms of the bill, in terms of fan ownership. But I think it's probably, as, as Martin Friel said, it's probably a bad bill, but the club is kind of like a bit, the, the kind of statements they're making, the press statements, isn't, it's, not, it's still creating that disconnect between the fans and the club. I still think that the strategy the club has in terms of, look, we have to be financially responsible. We have to try and get the advantages where we can in terms of a, a modern, you know, progressive manager, you know, youth, smart purchase and stuff. I think the strategy is a, a good one. I just don't think they're doing it well. And you can say, okay, you maybe didn't get the right manager. I thought, I thought you know, I think the appointment was well worth making. But in terms of all the other things, they're just not executing the strategy. So... A lot of people seems to be really angry because the board isn't spending enough money. I think that is a dangerous path to go down. But I think they're spending the right amount of money. Take they're just making the wrong places. It's transfer policy. It's a transfer policy in terms of the the players that they're targeting and picking up. They're not. They're they're taking punts. Mm -hmm. I think. I think. Now again, I'm not a scout. None of us are. You know, but. You look at the Scandinavian clubs, some of the players, some of the teams we've played against. Now, a lot of those players, you know, you would you would look at them in face value and say they're not good enough to us. But there there seems to be more steadiness, more consistency, more value for money there. Whereas we're taking punts in guys who've played at a higher level for some period of time, for instance, or do do da hands players. Yeah. That seems to generally be your transfer. I mean, Kazim Richards, right? I don't rate the guy. I don't think he's the catastrophic failure that everybody says. I thought he did a decent game yesterday, to be he, honest. He's, yeah. he's, he's played at an okay level, right? But we spent. What did we spend on? Two. There was two, upwards of two million, is what I've, I'm led to believe. Now, remind me of the name of the player that played for two. Malmo up front. Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Yeah. Now, clearly a classy footballer, great technique. Malmo must have paid pennies for him. Now I know he is Scandinavian, but. Played for West Brom. Played for, I mean, played in the Bundesliga, so he's he's had experience. <laughs> About the same age as well. Yeah. And then you got and and yeah, and that's a fair point because you, you look at those two players and you think, well, it shouldn't be too much in, in terms of the quality between them. But Rosenberg's obviously 
Imagine having his influence in the dress room, like the experience. He'd be somebody who'd be what on board with philosophy. Well, Kasim Richards is does a bit of a wild card, and he's always yeah. got a checkered past as well. But you, he also doesn't that? seem that interested in, in football. No, just, it, but well, can, can I jump in just for one second? In terms, I know we're not obviously, obviously talking about this overall, but uh, Rosenberg's intelligence and experience is, is the reason we lost to Malmo. Oh yeah, he 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 was probably he was a catalyst for that. He was probably overall the difference between us. I mean, you looked at the game and he was the best player in the park by a mile. Easily, you know, he, he was he was apart from the first twenty minutes, the first leg. Well, oh, and <laughs> those halcyon days that was utopia. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say the first ninety. But I think in in a case it's 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 easy to go and say, well, what if you done this and done that? Another example of that is you could have picked up someone like. Brady Hangland. Can you speak in the Brady Hangland in the summer? And you you would have had a really experienced centre half instead of Dedrick Briata going to those qualifiers as well. But so so that's the kind of the transfer policy overall. It kind of makes sense, you know. You you picking out these kind of gems or people who haven't quite has the potential but haven't quite fulfilled the potential elsewhere. But they're just overall not choosing. Enough of the right players to yeah, do it. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, but in there about, but that, that's what makes the purchase of Cole and Kazim, yeah, Kazim Richard so strange. You mentioned Hangeland and you mentioned Boyata. Now you know why they signed Boyata because he's fairly young, um, cheap, che- cheap. Came from Manchester City. Manchester, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got Denier from there. You know, he's been in and out of Belgian squads, even though he's played hardly any games. But the guys played had played a handful of first team games before he came here, so it was a punt. Whereas you knew Hangeland had a level of experience, you know, probably would have steadied the defence. However, his resale value would, zero. Be, would be zero. Yeah. So that's why they've done it. I mean, Boyata, had, if he gets two more stars this season, he has more, he's had more stars this season than his entire career put okay. together. So, so, so is it punt? And I, I think Boyata, and if you look at all of that, maybe two, three seasons down the road, down the road, he's he's a, a decent choice for Celtic, but no, he's not. It's always those kind of those kind of punts made at the time they were made. I mean, by I, well, by their nature, a punt you can't just we, we can't have that um, that uh, model in place and expect everyone to win. By its nature, there's going to yeah, be yeah. some stinkers. Unfortunately, there's just pretty much all stinkers. And it's it, been it, a long time, it's, but it's easy to end up at this point. Obviously, in, in that dialogue's reign is almost over. If you go back. Last summer, I think overall, a lot of the Dallas skeptics had been won over. At the end of last season, you know they were playing after well. The inter- sorry to jump in, but after the Inter Milan game, I think we all looked at each other and yeah. thought, yeah, it is. But even, 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 even the rest of that season, they they had they had a weird loss against uh, St Johnston at home, but and that did did romp them. They played well. You know they were obviously robbed by ro- robbed for the triple. And I think everybody at that point were like, "Yeah, it's, it's a great building point." So yeah, how we and un- how we look at that midfield? <laughs> yeah. So so how he ended up from there less than you know nine ten months go back. There's a really positive feeling around the club. Yeah, we're going the right way. This is going well. And then suddenly to be where we are now nine months later. To us, I'm not quite sure how that happened. Cool. I think there's a lot of different no. things. But you said, you know, people say, oh, well, this, you know, Dalla, you know, did a terrible job. But his first season overall, okay, you have the Champions League at the start. But other than that, it's a good season, progressed, got better and better. I think everybody's really optimistic. So to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm just not quite sure how we managed to end up here just nine months later. One thing, one thing that I really need to comment on is the fitness at the clubs went to shit. Yeah, it really, really has. Malmo was it, in the qualifiers. It was really clear 
and you could have said, okay, it's early in the season. However, it's continually, we've continually looked as if we're blown out of our arse. And it's a, yeah. Why, Christian? Why? You're the man with the answers. And you should it's, be, anyway. It's a, I mean, if, if you want to start with the mitigating circumstances first, Celtic, I think is... I did do the stats a few weeks ago. I think it's only Barcelona who's played more games of any club in Europe than Celtic since Dyla started. So, so it's a case of yeah, there's a lots of games there, which means you got less quality time for training and, and so on and so forth. But there's also a, another element. Could there is there uh, do Celtic look tired because they're not pressing the way that we should be pressing or if they're pressing the wrong way you can, you can end up being a lot more tired than you should do we but don't, also we don't we don't press we well, just and, we and don't that's, press and that's the working we don't as well when we get pressed we look awful is, yes is, exactly is you know, is the speculations right that there's a lot of players inside the club that's just not you know signing up to that 24/7 but, that but that the training it's not but it, what I would say, sorry to jump in but what I would say uh, to, to kind of counter that I agree with you to an extent but everyone looks unfit with the exception of Young Tierney. God, Every, young Tierney. Oh, gee, let's just talk about Young Tierney. Let's do a podcast about that. Let's get him as the new manager. YT. Yep. And then he's tra- it's, but it's, other than Young Tierney... Ev- the shirt looks really heavy on almost all the players. Yeah. In terms of it's it's in physically and, and mentally. And uh, I think honest, the mental aspect's to actually taking a, a bigger toll than the physical aspect yeah, of them. And I reckon it has it's someone like Stefan Johansson, for example, who, who is amazingly fit, but he just... Some injuries, maybe, but he just hasn't looked at it. See, see, when you talk about, um, you know, to, to kind of defend Ronnie a, a little bit in terms of the, the start of this season, we had Scott Brown, uh, Nir Bitton, Johansson all going through just some of the worst form. I think he had three key players just not um, turning Van, up. Van Dyke and Denier going. Van Dyke and Denier going. Then Gary McKay, Stephen, and Stuart Armstrong. Well, Stuart Armstrong, I still, to this day, do not understand why he played them on the right hand side, left hand side. That to me is just Id- idiocy. And, and uh, you know, too many central midfielders that he's trying to fit into a team. Well, you know, you ha- that's where you have to make the hard decisions. Yeah. And and it's cost. That's one of the reasons that the consistency in which he played players out of position was not only frustrating, it was baffling. Um, and even the, even today, even yesterday, Colin Chasm Richards played on the left-hand side. The guy's never a winger. The guy, he's, he's barely a striker. Now, I agree with Chris. I don't think he's as, as, you know, as cataclysmically a bad signing as everyone's making out. I actually thought he had a decent game yesterday, but he didn't have a decent game uh, you know, on the left-hand side. He had a decent game every time he dropped and was playing through the middle. He, he found space, he found passes, fair enough. But so on that left-hand side, again, Tierney was exposed. And we can see this week in, week out. Now, I'll, I, I'm a, I am a Ronnie Dyler fan. He's, he, it's right for him to go, absolutely. And I do think there were situations where he didn't get the back backing. But there was other times when you just look at look at the team selection and how the team were playing and you, you just think to yourself, if I can see it, and yeah. I know that's easy to see, Come on, consistently picking the left hand side is yeah. one of the one left hand yeah, side know, of our, 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 our midfield is one of the reasons uh, he got sacked. And they're not sacked. Well, that, and that can come down to the signing as well because who goes there? Forrest or Mackay Stephen or and McGregor? That, yeah, and Mackay Stephen, although he, he little patches where he looked good. Every one of us, to a man in this room, has slagged off GMS this season because his form has plummeted. Absolutely, I agree with you. What I you slagged him off for the start. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I did I. Um, but but, no. but then again, you go if you look at last season. I think the last three four months, you could almost it was almost the same team. 
uh, you know, Lustiger matches and, and right back was, you know, he, he was injured. But other than that, you know, it was the same back four. It was Bram, Bitton, Johansson, it was Griffiths, it was, and then Commons, and then I do GMS and Armstrong on the left. And it was a really settled team as well. So we've gone from that to the, again, another extreme. So I, <laughs> I would really like to know what's, what's happened inside the club the last nine months to, 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 to end up on this point. Uh, another I'm po- really not sure what's happened. Another point I want to make as well, seeing we're talking about the actual whole transfer sort of policy and how, you know, we're, we're developing and, you know, the I hate this phrase, the money balls sort of, sort of thing. You know, people have got this idealistic way of thinking about, you know, what happened before Dyla came in and look at how well, look at how well we were doing. We, we had Foster who we sold for £10 million, uh, there was um, Wanyama for £12 million. Um, Hooper. Hooper didn't go for half. What did we get for him? I think we, did he not, I think he left on a free, or we got... Did we not get... Um, I'm talking shit, I am talking shit, yeah. I think He was in the last year of his contract, so we got less than you would imagine, but did we not get about £4 million, I'm going to say? I'll check now, but my, my point is, people... But 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 forever for every you know um, Wanyama Wanyama and uh, like uh, Foster, we had you know plenty of dud players brought in as well. It's just that we just so happened to have four or five players in the one team who went for a lot of money that you know really subsidised us to spunk our money on garbage. We've wasted so much money on. No. Uh, absolute two million pound strikers. Absolute <laughs> garbage. Since since they pay, you know, since they paying the money for Baldy, which was like one and a half million. Chasm Richards to Bangura. Bang, Bangura, was, Bangura was three and a half, and also that oh, it was. I was. Well, that's two million quid. Okay, right. Even Fox still, he was three and a half. But Bangura was a recommendation from Larson. So. Was there not two Banguras and we signed the wrong one? <laughs> if, 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 I mean, if is that true then? Hope so. Cut, cut it. It's a good story. It's quite good. Um, but anyway, I mean, where where do we go? For, I mean, we've got lots of questions. Um, one of the questions is obviously going to be who's Ronnie, who, who Ronnie's replacements, and I'd be quite interested to hear your your kind of thoughts on who you think should replace Ronnie Christian. Um, Perk. <laughs> he just wants to keep his job. <laughs> but no. Is this a job? No. Listen, hey, once a cynic, always a cynic. Seems like more right. sure. As, as we keep bringing those biscuits, I'm sure they'll <laughs> invite you back. Uh, but yeah, what I thought what I thought was quite interesting was people. Uh, I know again, we're only you know talking about Twitter at this point or just social media, but we can only really, really use that as a sock meat. So <laughs> carry on. <laughs> sock meat. Social media. Okay, sock, <laughs> sock meat. No, but. Um, we can only really use it as a, like a testing point for you know what people kind of think overall. Um, a lot of people. What I thought was quite funny is before Ronnie, you know, all the the big diatribes about how oh Dial is no getting to you know he's no no getting to pick the players and he he, he can he do this and you know he's his hand is behind his back and I feel sorry for him because he's had absolutely nothing. And then Dial had the press conferences and went no I've signed them all they're all my players and I did all that. Ronnie's a liar. He's not telling the truth. It's like, do you know what? You, you might have things against... Okay, well, I mean, Chris, I know you've obviously got issues with the bold. Obviously, there's... As, 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 as Christian says, there's, take away the kind of social aspect of, you know, what, how right or wrong they are. Wrong, right? But see, from a, pure, from a purely football perspective, what do you think they're doing wrong? I think... 
Are you talking about the board, or do you think the club you're talking about? Everything. I guess when you say the club, you mean the board. Like what? what right. Okay. What, yeah. Have you got any kind of thoughts on what you think they're doing wrong? Because a lot of people want to sack the board and get rid of them. And to me, if you do that, I'm not saying it's the right or wrong thing to do. I just think you're going to get another board exactly the same. Well, in terms of what the board, I think what they, they really need to do is their transfer policy has to change in terms of signing players who are going to make a difference to the first team. There seems to be far too much of an emphasis. We've relied on a core of what we all consider to be not very good players for some time now. <coughs> like some Mulgrew, these are the elder statesmen of the squad, Mulgrew, Commons, Brown. We've, we've kind of, okay, I know we, we, we had guys like Hooper and, and, and stuff disappeared, but the consistent players have been these guys and a lot of the but a lot, a lot of fans are still happy with that, though. A lot of fans will turn around now Not and really. say... I don't think so. I think it's changing. Well, I, ho- I hope to God it is. But a lot of people will now turn around and say, now that Ronnie's away, we can play Cro- Commons, for example. Commons will get a run in the team. I, think in I hope it is changing, by the way. Talk, well, this is, there's all this talking about changing the board, changing the club and its stance and the living wage and all this good stuff well not necessarily changing the board that's debatable but I don't think that will happen what I do think will happen is there will be the impetus to get rid of that to get rid of the dead wood mm. and start fresh I think we will see a huge change to the playing stuff who, who did, it should have happened summer. when Ronnie came in well, it should have it should have I mean right look at it who did we sign in the summer uh, Boyata Boyata Joso um, no that was was that that was the last man. Oh, um, Bailey, Yanko, um, Cotton Cole came in. Right. And yeah, you could argue. <laughs> you could argue they're punts. All of those were punts, right? It wasn't until January that we signed Sviachenko. Yep. Someone who has came in, made a difference, and looked remarkably like a defender. Now. No, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> true. It's okay, okay. Can I, I just let me let me make my point? Um, so that's 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 what we're doing wrong. Let me just explain who's came in. Sorry to jump in. Boyata, <laughs> Alan, yeah. Boyata, Yanko, Bailey, Nadir Chifty, Scott Allen, Tyler Blackett. He was obviously on loan. Ryan Christie, Hozo Suminovich, Carlton Cole, Eric Sviachenko, Patrick. That's this season, obviously overall. Yeah. Patrick Roberts and Colin Kazim Richards for a grand fee of. It says here that Joseph was five, five and a half million quid, whether he was. Let's just say he was. Five and a half million Australian dollars. Yeah. So that's three... Okay, let's say Joseph was two million. Well, it says here it was five and a half. I mean, I don't know what to go on. It doesn't matter. We spent pennies. Right? About eight and a half full season, eight and a half, nine. Yeah. We okay. spent pennies and out of those... You could, can, you could realistically argue out of every one of those players, the only one who was bought guaranteed to go straight into the first team was Sviachenko. Even Hozo, you know, we paid money 21. for him. 21 years of age. Um, Nadir Shifty, I don't think we thought we bought him and thought he's going to become our main striker. Scott Allen, we bought him to annoy Rangers. That's just a fact. And it worked. Christy, we can see that Dyla hasn't played him often enough because he knows that he's, you know, he's still got some developing to do. You could go through every single one of them. Not one of those purchases was to improve our first team, apart from Sviachenko in my mind. And that's what's one of the main things that's wrong with a transfer policy. We signed that. How many of those players we signed? I don't know how many it is. I don't know, eight or nine players. So if you'd signed three key players in key positions that would have made a difference to the first team, then things could maybe have been different for Tyler. 
And if he'd get rid of some of the wankers in the dressing room, <laughs> no, I mean, pal. But that's that. That's what we should be doing different. I think you're right, but I think there's a there, there is a balance. You still need the taking punts and trying to make some money because that is an in, that's a revenue stream for us now. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. There's no point in not buying any players who you know will improve your squad. And you see the size of the squad. I mean, we've got so many punts, and we've got so many ones that haven't. Was that P? Did you say? Uh, that took me a wee while there to take yeah. that over in my head but we've got guys who've came in and been discarded Shifty for example yeah. he's the, came in he's been written off the, the, the signing I remember um, sitting in the pub talking to I think it was Dermot and I said uh, we've signed Shifty um, I, you know, I think he's a good player but he will never get an opportunity I, even if he's not good enough even if he isn't I slagged him for the start I, but even if he isn't good enough he still never got the opportunity to fail. These guys give them enough ro- ro- rope to hang themselves with. That's that's the other thing about just we bought. It says there we bought twelve players, right? And it's this the squad that we have now. You know, maybe Sviachenko aside, it's pretty much the same squad. Not far off what Lennon had. Really, think about it. Griffiths, Bitton, Brown, Johansson, uh, Charlie Mulgrew, Lustig. They're all all Neil Lennon players. Yeah, there's there's a lot of dross that's been left over from the Neil Lennon era. And if the rumours are are true, and they've been undermining Dyla to an extent, although you don't know how true that is. In fact, scrap that. Regardless of whether or not they are undermining them, they should have been moved on. Their best days are behind them. Yeah. And that's... you can either put that up as one, a weakness of the board that they were unable to sanction getting rid of them, or a weakness of Dyla if he didn't have the cojones to move them on. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, in, in terms of <coughs> my point earlier, whereas the end of last season you had a platform there that looked good, that looked rosy, I would argue until five games into the Champions League qualifiers, a 3 1 against Malmo, it was still looking rosy. I think where it started to go wrong was when Chris Common stopped getting played. <laughs> where it started to go wrong is in the summer is, as you say, transfer policy in terms of who was brought in. Um, I think it's a case of then, I don't know if it's, it, so that's one point. And then, you know, there's something obviously wrong there. So you start with the transfer policy and the people who came in to replace them as well. And then there is... It's just unraveling slowly but surely there. So something must have happened in, in the dressing room as well. And it's, it's a case of Dylan not being able to enforce his ideas or just losing the dressing room to a certain degree. But yeah, it's, it seems to all these kind of a perfect storm of, of little things that come together and it just ended up a completely different season than the other one. Well, mind you, we, we do say that in terms of having a completely different season. I think the difference between this season and last season is, as you say, the performances. In terms of the actual results in the league, actual results in Europe, almost even the actual results in the Cups, by one or two games, is, is quite strikingly similar. I think it's the performances. It's also a case of where there's an atmosphere and, and a feeling around the club that's just gone from what well, was quite optimistic to, you know, total nadir, pun intended. How dare you? How dare you? Are you sad that Dial's left? That it's not worked out? Yeah. I mean, because I, I, I really wanted it to work. Uh, I think I still think in, in if there had been a different climate around the club, um, maybe if they'd won on, uh, against Rangers as well and been in the final, 
he I, I still in the case of Dyla had a good first season he had a not very good second season that leaves a third season that could have been it doesn't mean that he, his first season would have been worse his first season could have been a turning point and he could have got through it and maybe he got rid of the <coughs> Deadwood and all that things but he's obviously he's realised for quite a while that he wasn't going to be able to do that let me let me ask you this would you have kept him for a third season if, if he agreed to it in the, in the same circumstances I, I, I think <laughs> I probably would you know but I, I think if as we've gone back to several times is I don't know if he's cost us himself or if it's, he don't have 100% backing in the club maybe a bit of both but he seems like he hasn't really been un, unleashed himself or he hasn't really been able to imprint everything on it so if, if there was a way of giving him even more backing to, to show him he can do that and take, you know, get certain people away from the club no matter what and then again start again and I guess next season, I think he could have had a good season next season. But I think it's, in again, hypothetical because especially with the loss to Rangers, I, I think there was just a point of no return in terms of the fans and, and the noise around it. There's just never You can understand be. why it was a point of no return though, okay? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think in the end... The damage, it, everything that's been leading up came out against Rangers. As but it, it, I think the, the rot probably started before that. The, the, yeah, Chris. Um, oh, but I just want to make the point that obviously okay. we know that uh, Dyla's reign ended when young Patrick Roberts, who again, you, I believe you tipped to be a, a superstar, missed an open goal. Am I right about missed an open goal? Cost him his job. Cost Ronnie Dyla his job. His job. Anyway, comment. But, but we, uh, just <laughs> to jump in Don't again. give this guy an ass, but we were here in. for 25 minutes. I, I, was, mean, I was going to speak, but I'll let you speak. Uh, that's, that's okay, but uh, just bring in what the, the WhatsApp man. discussion we had as well in terms of was, was Ronnie Dyla a lucky manager or an unlucky one? Um, a pish one? <laughs> in terms of certain turning points in in, in through, his, through his time there as well, you know, is, is the penalty against Inverness that's not given. It's the goal against Malmo that wasn't given. Red card in the semi-final and against Inter even uh, away so, so it's this kind of few things but obviously again it's and then it's that Ron is responsible for this as well it's, but pap- it's papering over the cracks so isn't it it really <laughs> is come on Christian, right I'm listen I've got, I've got something I want to pose to you Christian I right. wish you'd said right troops are you going to say you make your own <laughs> right troops you make your own luck no I'm not Christian if Ronnie Dyla stumbled on a time machine today right now and he could travel back to what the kind day, of time machine one that works okay. right? and he could travel back to the day he was appointed as Celtic manager but retain his accumulated knowledge and experience Oof. of his tenure would he be a success? I think he'd have better chances of being a success here I think well I think going back so do you think right so what you're saying is he isn't just a complete dud <laughs> you just think <laughs> what, I'm trying, what I'm trying to get at here is do you believe his inexperience is what cost him. What has what cost him his job? Inexperience of dealing with a club with Celtic's size, stature, and expectation. I think it's probably one of the reasons. But then you can say like he had. I gotta go back to this. He had a much better first season than a second one. And you think like his knowledge he gained from the first season would put him in a better stead for the second season. He really had. He really had a better. He really had a good six second half of the first season. Let's not. Let's. Well, let's I'd, remember I'd the argue first half of the first season. Remember those twenty minutes from Dirk Bodekter? Jesus, they were phenomenal. Is that what I think after the Hamilton <laughs> game, he had a good season. They had eight league wins uh, in a row. He won. Um, okay, 
kind of struggled to get through the Europa League group, but he did. Um, had a wee wobble at Christmas, but after that, he was they were pretty dominant. So I think he had a, the first season. But I think what we were talking about when we talked about when Dyla came, what was his biggest challenge? And I, told, I think I said at the time as well, and I, I still think this is the case, that his biggest strength, which was his man management, you know, building that kind of atmosphere and climate within the club, getting people to buy into what he believed in, that was his biggest strength. But that was also going to be the toughest thing to transfer from what was quite an average-sized club in Norway with lots of young players that adored him, a lot of experienced players that fully backed him. And then do that over to a massive club like Celtic, where uh, a half a dressing room of experienced players that would go runny who, and you we might have been a bit of bad feelings because they were close to the bat last manager and, and so on. So his biggest strength was always going to be the hardest thing for him to to bring over to 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 Scotland, and it seemed at a point that he'd managed to to crack that code. You know, people seem to getting on with it, and you know, Chris Commons signed a new contract and everything. I think I think it was um, it was an article over the last weekend in terms of the warning signs maybe should have been there when Scott Brown went on to the the Chicken Dippers, which I know what means now thanks to Samani, a few days before the the League Cup final, and it was kind of brushed away and, and laughed off, and you know it's it's fine, it's fine. That obviously wasn't a good sign. So it, it, it's I think in, in I, I think what has mainly caused Ronnie not to succeed as he wanted to is that he didn't manage to bring his biggest strength over fully and, and transplant it. I think it maybe maybe it was a slightly too big a step too early. But then again, different circumstances a bit a lot we might be talking about different things. But yeah, I think that was the main thing that he just didn't manage to trans transfer his biggest strength. Um we've got plenty of questions, but uh, one thing I'll ask you, Chris, you've not been on the podcast for quite a while. And I know we joke and stuff, but what do you think about how Scott Brown has not only played? And I'm not. I'm, I know obviously you're a, you're a massive Scott Brown fan, and I don't want to genuinely pick on you. But do you think maybe Scott, Scott Brown hasn't been as vocal, maybe in the support? Of Scott that? Brown's a patsy. Scott Brown can get to fuck. I'm done with Brown. <laughs> We were debating. We so, were debating where you were going to go with this one. So that was eight oh six on Monday, the fifth of April. Are you serious? Brun out. <laughs> Pot the Brun. Just <laughs> 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 <was> fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? This is recording. You know that. Yeah, he's <laughs> done. He's he's been a headless. He's a lame duck. Are you see? Are you hundred percent? You're not. Yeah. Yep. So he's a, he's a disgrace, and I also think. This summer we can get money from Scott Brown from a stupid English club. I, I, we you should know, Sheffield Wednesday. Do that. We, we, we said that he's <laughs> maybe. Hell is going to take him to Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday. My midfield general. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Um, me, me and uh, Sir Manny were talking about Sir Manbot. We're talking about it before we before you came. Are we still Chris? doing that, Sir Manbot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and we're talking about. Scott Brown and what your kind of thoughts are. I mean, in, in all seriousness, you are a big supporter of Brown, and for you to turn around and say that is is quite. I've had enough of him. And he's, he's 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 done nothing this season, nothing. Oh God, and that Rangers like, performance was a disgrace. Can you feel it all just like float away so, from you? By so you feel like, <laughs> you feel so good. He, he just um, and uh, we've talked about it for a while. A big part of his game is the fact that he runs about like a madman. His engine. His tenacity, tenacious midfielder Scott Brown. Um, <laughs> he's now just broken. I, I, there's nothing there. Um, 
he can't pass the ball when he has it. Um, he can't get the ball. He's not. I've seen in the WhatsApp. I vaguely remember through um, a very drunken haze that uh, Patrick Roberts makes that miss. Scott Brown's job is to get the shoulder out of the arm round the shoulder yeah. and let him know it's all right, we man. You've been one of our best players so far. You're going to get another chance. Don't let your head go down. Didn't he do that? Didn't do that. Um, I, Couldn't funny. he pass for loving their money? And that's the thing. You know, we were talking last week about you know if you know we, we've had this discussion quite uh, over the last couple of podcasts about Brown because it is a big decision. There's no doubt about it. But here, here's where I stand on it. Firstly, I think we probably would see now if a middle see for example if a Burnley get promotion, if a Newcastle get re- relegated, the one team called Burnley. What? In why the are you riding me? On my coattails. A Burnley. A Burnley. 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 If Burnley came in for them, right, don't need A. Say it again. Aye, don't have Louis Aye, Aye, now. Aye, it's no and Louis on this weekend. <laughs> Can I get away with that, pal? If, if, Son. If Burnley get promotion, now, if Burnley got promotion, right, or let's say Norwich take a drop down, or even if Norwich stay at... Newcastle get relegated. But he's not going to Newcastle. A relegated Newcastle? Come on, Newcastle. They'll take Scott. Oh, I. Anyway, my point is, I agree with you. I think I don't know how much we'd get. We'd maybe get a couple of million, maybe a couple three. of mil, easy, easily. Take twenty, twenty-five grand off the wage bill, whatever he's on. Exactly, and that's it. The other, the other big, the big point. Um, Scott Brown. Yeah, the other thing I would say is a lot of people are quite, quite precious when it comes to. Oh, he's been our captain, and you know it's really disrespectful to speak to him like that because he's given a lot of the club. We've been paying he's sp- disrespected me with his performances. <laughs> you know how? Do you know how much shit I put up with <laughs> defending that man through thick and thin? It's done. Who are these people you're saying anyway? What are, uh, people that are saying? Oh, we need to respect him. Who? A uh, Celtic fan. A Celtic fan. A Celtic fan. Thanks. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Uh, but no, my point is, we've been paying his wages. We've given him a, we've given him eight. He's get, okay. He's what? Eight years of of his yeah. life. Oh, well, we no. paid his wages for eight years. He's a Celtic. He's a footballer. See, at the end of the day, he's not Paul McStay. For God's sake. There's no room for sentiment in this game. Boom. Correct. Correct. Especially Can't when we're this shite. I know. But um, Scott Brown, Christian, what would you do with Scott Brown? Because um, it is going to be for the next manager. It is going to be a big decision to make. Chicken dippers followed by a kebab. <laughs> Good night out. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with Bowd, as I usually do. I think... What suck it used to. <laughs> I, I just... I, just, I, I kind of... kind of. Me and Louis had a you know discussion with Seth on this on the WhatsApp yesterday, but in terms of... After the week Celtic had had, in terms of Ronnie coming out, and he's kind of saying... Taking one for the team, almost. He's saying, yeah, this is... You know, I couldn't do it. Uh, you know, it's better that the clubs get new energy... It's fine, um, you know. Alessandro players, and he, he took responsibility for everything. And you go, okay, five games left, you know, to prove to whoever comes in, to prove to the fans, you know, we're gonna, you know, I should be here next season. And then again, the experienced players like Brown just failing to, you know, uh, put in anything. And it's, I just, I, it kind of. It was almost worse than not showing up properly to, you know, mold away or, or something like that. It was just, I, I don't know how you not manage to then put in, at least show some spirit in, 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 in the next game. I, I just don't. And I think, again, in terms of the manager's responsibility for the performances, but I think Scott Brown as well 
has a lot of responsibility on the pitch, as Armani said, and I think he's completely abdicated any sort of responsibility he's had all through the season, really. And again, I don't really know where he came from because at the end of last season, he was doing well, flying high as the rest of the clubs. I just don't know where he's come from. I mean, that's it. Sorry, Chris. You talk about Brown here still. Aye. <coughs> I said that in an accent there. don't know why. Ken, There's, you can look at it with Brown uh, one or two ways. He's either spat the dummy and chucked it because of his dislike of, as the rumours go, that you know he, he didn't respect Dyla or whatever. Or he literally could have just broken down. Yeah. The guy has been injured, we said this the last time, he's regularly injured, has long spells out of the team, this might just have been one too far. He might yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I need to go to the glue factory. And, and that's it. Or like, a Burnley. Or Hibs. But go to Hibs if you want. Hibs is basically the glue factory, to be fair. <laughs> the glue factory of football, so it is. Anyway, so, uh, questions, we've got lots of questions. One question... Uh, the yeah, we're, 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 you know, we're, we're, you know. Uh, no, we're, we're, they're all dialer related. <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake! The first question is: Should Ronnie just leave now? That's from Tumshi underscore Heed at Tumshi Heed Heed feed. Should dialer just go now? No. no. Um, no. As Chris Romani touched upon earlier, he's, he, he's won yeah. this league. You know, give him that. Uh, also, the talk, and I understand get the new manager in so he's prepared but if you were going to do that that should have been done already you want to make the, you right, want to make the right decision we need to plus he can time. do it now anyway I mean yeah. if you get the man in you can announce him it doesn't really matter he can start doing groundwork yeah. as and if, 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 if Dyla goes now it, you know? if Dyla goes now John Collins is in charge the last yeah can you imagine John Collins exactly. lifting that trophy um, I love John Collins as a player though. oh as a player <laughs> we're not talking about them as players yeah I didn't do you know no, no I, I recognise his talent but Cultured. You could always tell he was a bit slick at that. You want to make a, make a statement on Ronnie? On no, I just think... It, I mean, going back, I, I think I, when Ronnie was appointed, I think obviously most people had not heard of him, but... Or you. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Yeah, everyone liked that. Because oh. <laughs> well, everyone knows who you are now. Certain circles. Um, We're only joking, fella, come on. But I think a lot of people were excited about the idea of Ronnie Dyla. So, so a young, progressive manager has done, you know, things, you know, achieved things in a, in a smaller league that was, you know, interesting. He had certain ideas, you know, he just seemed modern and fresh. And the club fitted the, you know, the strategy of the club in terms of living within its means. And so a lot of people really wanted Dyla to succeed. And I still think it was the right type of appointment. I think the candidates that couldn't realistically got at the time is probably you know I think it was the right appointment period it hasn't worked out a lot of managers don't work out at all I don't I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll have a battle with anyone who said it's it's been a terrible two years it hasn't been a terrible two years it could have been a lot better uh, but in terms of his actual record and if you want to go to the stats or the trophies it's, 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 it's basically done domestically what Lennon did the last two years and he's basically done in Europe what Lennon did Lennon's two first years so it hasn't really been an improvement to Lennon I'll do that I'll admit that but I don't think he's been really any worse than you know a lot of parts of Lennon's uh, in, you know reign except, except for the Europe so I, I think overall is the right type of appointment and I think the club should be also really careful what they wish for in this next appointment as well. Yeah. I think they should try and make a similar kind of appointment. I, I just, agree. You know, finding 
the right person at the right time. I think Ronnie was probably the right person at the wrong time, looking at both for him and maybe for the club as well. But as you said, I, I've, I've been writing gushing articles about Ronnie long before he came to Celtic. I think Ronnie would be absolutely fine. I think he'll go to another club and he'll, he'll learn a lot from that. And he'll, he'll continue being a good manager, which I think it is. Overall, wasn't good enough for Celtic. That is and then his responsibility. But there's also a lot of other factors there that makes me say, be careful with your next appointment because it doesn't automatically say by that by getting rid of Dyla, things are going to get better. I don't think he's the main problem at the club at, by by far. Bout, sorry, you're going you're gonna to come in. I was just going to ask, how do you think it would have worked out if Ronnie had actually came in earlier? Not necessarily thinking about him as a, earlier in his career, but when Rangers died? Who? Think if, yeah. Old firm. Yeah. What? When oh, he died, if he'd came in, and we'd started you think, changing you think the you, club, you think we took too long to appoint a young progressive manager? We shouldn't have had Lennon. Is that your point? Because I agree with you. I think you're I'm asking the question. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing I mean, your I, job for you. I, but then again, I think so-called toast. It seemed like at that point, the board. Louis and Keir not here this week, pal. <laughs> you, you don't have to go back and see how how Len, Len came in on the back of over and he won eight league games in a row. Uh, he beat Rangers and it was kind of like yeah it made sense appointing him so but I think what Not the board what the board could have done is go out and say look this is what we're going to do actually have a clear statement saying look we're going to like almost reorganize the club we're going to build it up because this is the financial reality they've gone up and said that especially after Rangers um, who are not like deed as you said about deed because then they would have had the, the audience to do that saying look this our rivals has just gone <laughs> liquidated because the the financial mismanagement of the club was it just it's so bad so and said look what, what we as a club have to do look we we <laughs> have to do this we have to be smarter and do this and to do that we're going to bring in this progressive mansion <laughs> this is our clear strategy the club doesn't seem to be on a higher level everybody pulling in the right direction there seems a lot of people that i think that celtic can still spend their money spend their way out and into the champions league and buy experienced players so it doesn't seem like the club Although I think the club has the right strategy in terms of what they're trying to do, I don't think there's a full backing within the club to do that. And I think that's manifested itself in backing for Ronnie, in the players, and the board, and the stories we have. We ended up in a, a place where Celtic isn't in close to what they should have been four years ago. I wouldn't say they wasted the four years because I think they've made strategic choices they should have done, financial responsibility, and you know, a bit more build up something like a Porto or Ajax. They just haven't managed to do it well enough. Yeah, both. What? I was just going to say, if you think, if we sign Stephen Fletcher this summer, will we qualify for the Champions League? It's only one way to find out about. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I agree with you, Christian, and uh, I'm sure we all, we are, we're all on the same sort of page with this. The bravest thing Celtic could do now would be to appoint a manager in the similar vein of Ro- Ronnie. There's actually a couple of good Ooh. Norwegian ones. Yeah. If, yeah. Uh, Ronnie's assistant when he was in. <laughs> um, so a young, progressive manager who... You know, maybe he's had some success at some point. Chris, you're smiling. Or you you disagree? I yeah, I'll tell you why in a minute. Well, maybe we can. Well, do you want to go on to who who I think they should bring no, in? No, 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 no. Because we're, we're okay. going to come to that. But Chris, go on. What's your what's your point? I'm not saying that they will. I'm saying that's what they should do. I think that they're brave to do. Yeah, but I think I don't. I think 
the club needs stability. Yeah, stability, and by 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 definition of stability, I think it needs it probably needs more of a boring appointment. When I say boring, I mean somebody. I think the perfect appointment for now would be David Moyes. The reason I say that is one, he's boring. He's boring. No, his football can be quite boring, but what he brings you is he brings you. I mean, the guy was Manchester United manager after Alex Ferguson. Then he went on to manage in Spain. Okay, I know that they weren't. They didn't set the header alight, but the chances of him coming here and not being a success, I say, were pretty slim. It gives you that wow factor because he's pro- a lot of people probably think he's above what we could bring to the club. Right, so yeah, it allows us to sell season tickets. If they give him a bit of a glory assistant manager, I'm hearing rumours. Who? I'm hearing rumours. Who? Henrik. Fuck off. I don't know. But if they get him in, the one thing about him is he's not going to stay for longer than two or three years. Right? But that gives us time to build, rebuild the squad, build a base. To, for him to pass to someone like Hink. Fuck Somebody, off. But... What I'll say is, see the one thing that Dyla is supposed to have done well is the ethos that he's brought to the... We talked about it in the last podcast I was on. Yeah. And Ronnie's mental side of the game, the mindfulness that he's instilled in the young, the, the youth. See if we keep that going, we get a couple of years of stability, reassert ourselves. I think Moyes would be perfect for that. But if we keep that going, then it's the time to be brave. Just now we can't afford to be yeah. brave because the last two managers haven't really worked. What, what, what I would say though, I, I've kind of heard that argumentation before. Like the club in turmoil, just need that experience, steady hand in, you know, you know, you know, steady the ship, and you know, you know, it'll be fine. Have a couple of years, you know, stability, and then and, you know, kick on from that. Person I heard that about was Roy Hodgson before he came to Liverpool. But Roy so, Hodgson's a tip. I, yeah. <laughs> it's true, got to be the right man just, if you do that. It's just I think, oh, we just had it been as easy as go. Well, hey, we need a stable pair of hands, and that that's going to be stable for a couple of years. I don't think it is that easy. I just don't know with Moise. I think in a way, he's he's a good manager, but I just don't know how good he is, and I don't know how I, relevant he is. And, and he, he's a good. I, I, he's he's, a good I don't. I, I don't know. I just don't know if he's the right appointment at this time. I think I. I think Moyes ticks a lot of boxes. I think he's a... He's a box ticker. Yes, a box ticker. A box ticker. He's, he's a blue chip manager signing. Oh, I've not heard that phrase <laughs> for a long time yep. because we've been so pissing cheap for a long yes. time. Um, Dad's had some uh, work training. He's. Uh, I think he is a good manager. He did fantastically at Everton. Anyone that thinks he didn't should go... Look at Everton stuff. Yep. Um, <laughs> he's not got a proven track record of success. Let's sign Paul Clement as the manager. <laughs> Hi Brian. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's really good at uh, getting through the Champions League qualifiers at Everton. He did well there. He got them he, to the Champions League qualifiers. How did he do there? One game away. He did as well as he did as well as Ronnie. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he, but he got he, he got beat out by the team who got to the final. That Villarreal team got to the final. That Semi-final. Year. Semi-final. Because Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Ah, yes. Yeah, so they, 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 Raquel may missed a penalty in the last minute. No, and I, and I think I think if. Villarreal, if Celtic had the choice, if Celtic had the choice, so they press a button, you get David Moyes. You probably say, yeah, you probably do that. I we kind of moved on to the next manager now. I think somebody like Brendan Rodgers would tick more boxes 
there's no way we're getting Brendan Rodgers. I, I don't know, but because in, in terms of he's still, you know, quite young. He's got certain ideas, but he's he's got a, a lot bigger name than Ronnie. He's managed at a big club. He's it's managed longer, at a small club. B-R-E-N. He's managed in Europe. Um, I, I think he's he ticks a lot of boxes as well, and I think he'd be, be happy to stay there and develop a philosophy for two or three years uh, as well. I, I'd rather... I, if you can choose between Rodgers and Moises, it's a no-brainer for me. I'd, I'd no, I, think choo- I think we'd all agree we'd rather Rodgers than Moise. I think you're more. I think you get a greater guarantee of success with Moise. Mm. I think boring success, but define no, success. No, listen, define, define success. Yeah. Dominating stuff. domestically, which we should be doing. Dominating, right? And I mean, that isn't the be-all and end-all for me, right? Now that isn't. But out between. Moyes and uh, see if you said pick a manager to win the treble I'd pick Moyes I think Rodgers his ideas and David Moyes has never won a trophy but now that Ma- Martin O'Neill had won the League Cup before he came to Celtic mm. and I think they're both in the same mould I see the same sort of I know but Martin O'Neill had a lot bigger budget to work than Moyes would do yeah no I understand that but I just see I see similarities in the two of them and you've got to say about Brendan Rodgers as well I guess he hasn't won anything to be fair Brendan Rodgers been, no, well, he hasn't. He hasn't. But so close. He came close. No, no, he did. He came close, and that's that's the good thing. But what you also need to look at is, would he have came anywhere near that without Luis Suarez? Because we saw what happened the season after. I know. Would, would Anil have came anywhere? Anything would last? Would take Larson out. It's, and it's the, advan- the, the advantage of Rogers having a uh, lost due to maybe keeping a captain in his team for too long. He was a bit past it. But if you take Larson out of that Seville team, we're not getting to Seville. Because Larson was an absolute world-class superstar. This yeah, no, whole, and it's the same with Suarez. No, 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 not, not to the same extent. No, because we had big performers in that Celtic so team So did as well. Liverpool. Liverpool had I don't, big, no, I not don't to the think same you extent. can really say if the, the this team extent. didn't have that player. Every team's main uh, striker scores I just did. But, 30, 40%. But to be fair to Rogers, Luis Suarez of today became Luis Suarez in that season. You know, he probably would have ended up in Barcelona anyway, maybe, but he did... I, I believe you're saying Rogers. that Brendan Rodgers made Luis. Yes, that's what you just said. Well, you may no, not have no, said no, the no. actual words, but it's now <laughs> a fact that you said No, that. but he, he found a way of, of optimising his talent. Okay, we've got we've got some questions, so I'll, I'll come round to you. Um, in fact, yeah, okay, well, I'll ask you one each because, well, they are all related. If you want to give a point about them, that's fine. Chris Bowden, I'm going to start with you. Um, Hook... Um, at MB1888 he tweets quite a lot thanks for, for listening and getting in contact does the next Celtic manager have to be a Celtic man to not get pelters before they even take a, a training session um, I, not necessarily I think if it was a big name the media and the fans would get behind them so it doesn't necessarily need to be a Celtic man it needs to not be somebody we haven't heard of for the media not to instantly rip into it's quite a large pool, though. I mean, let's be honest. It could be a successful manager, but the Hugh Evans hasn't heard of him, so he's getting pelters. Yeah, I know, but see, the thing is, like David Moyes played for Celtic, right? Not for that that long. I would consider David Moyes a Celtic man. He's got a, he's got a connection. Yeah, ah, he's got a connection, but a Celtic. He's got lots of contacts in in the Scottish media as well. Um, I'm looking at you, Christian Wolf, and I'm asking you a question that comes in from Ryan Clark at Ryan uh, JC. Uh, again, someone else who cons- consistently tweets. Um, <laughs> can Celtic make it into the Champions League Champions League group stages under a new manager? Yeah, of course they can. Um, you can argue they should have done it the last two seasons. I'd argue that 
fuck's sake, how can you argue we didn't do it? <laughs> like, we get knocked No, but out. I... Well, it kind of comes back to... What's uh, the issue? Is what, what, what's, the, what's your best chance of getting into the Champions League this season? Whether it's to have the same manager as last season and have the continu- continuity, or another manager who's again Ronnie's gone, Christian. <laughs> 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 what no, but he's trying to convince, <laughs> trying to convince the board but, to be a night okay, inning to keep him on. What I'm trying to say is, no matter who you bring in, their first six games are going to be the most important games of the season, and no matter how good a manager is. As we think, we say there's a lot of work to be done with the squad. There's a lot of work to be done just with the first eleven. You're gonna have, you're gonna go straight back into it. Uh, and the way the the seeding is is coming up and, and the kind of teams you can meet, you could potentially next season meet the Swedish champions, the Norwegian champions, and the Danish champions in the, in the three rounds in a row. Two of those worry me. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I think I think the manager. So, so, but in, 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 in the case, so so you're always going to have that thing, whereas that which almost almost just Celtic that has it, where those six games make are or by break far, your season, yeah. yeah, and that's going to be what's your first season of Celtic as success? Did you get into the Champions League or not? That's kind of the point we ended up now. That might change with now that we you got a team called Rangers in, in the league again, and the league championship will maybe be given a bit more credence if that's right or wrong. Uh, but uh, so, so bringing in a new manager especially one who wants to start again will come with his own risks because you know you, you, have, to, you have to keep, um, you know uh, do you think we should get rid of Ronnie? do you think we should get rid of Ronnie Dyer like Christmas I think or it just before been... before the January no, obviously hindsight you know hindsight hindsight but do you think we, I mean obviously you you think we probably should have got rid of him before Christmas it would have made a lot more sense yeah that's the first strategy but, but that goes to say that he still had he thought he could do it and the board thought he can do it and maybe it's it's something that even then from six months ago to now something in the club does just got gradually worse and that's kind of what the rumours around Ronnie's been saying as well it's been the last few months rather than you know after the Malmo game uh, Chris Armani, we got a question from Kieran uh, at CJ Bradley six. Um, and by the way, I've said that for the first two, but I'll say most people are people who tweet consistently. We we genuinely appreciate people taking the time out to tweet us and listen to the show. Thanks very much. Um, what type of manager do you want to replace Ronnie? A tracksuit style manager, a shirt and tie manager, or a full suit manager? A good manager. <laughs> he can wear what he wants. To be honest, um, hi. Do we have we? Uh, have we had a suit manager? When was the last suit manager we had? Uh, Vengloss? Was Vengloss him? Was he a suit? Oh, no, I don't think he was. No, I mean, we've kind of generally had... Um, tracksuit managers? Tracksuit managers. Um, a good manager will do me. I've got no no dress code needed for the Celtic manager's job. Um, yeah. Um, you can wear a suit if they want. T-shirt. Trackies. Boud, I'm going to come again. We've got these questions. So we People have taken the time. Boud, who has let the club down more, the players or the manager? Or Scott Brown. <laughs> the players led by Scott Brown. Um, Jesus Christ. I, I think by a long way it's the players that have let the club down. Um, all that you can say, he couldn't get the, the players behind him. I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you, play, if you play for any club, forget the whole Celtic are the best club in the world. If you play for any club... You shouldn't need to be inspired to do your job. And I can understand it as a job of professional footballers, but you're still getting played, uh, paid a lot of money to go out in a field and do something you probably love doing. 
Yeah. Um, why are you needing to like? You? I, oh, it was my pal before. Oh, he's he's making me get fit. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> They're a disgrace. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I know the listeners will think you know it's, it's not like Christian to stick up for, for Ronnie Dyla, but I, I would say in in, in terms of defence of Ronnie, he was desperate, you know, to to make this work, desperate to make the club better. And I think he's he's the kind of guy who just thinks about his job and obsesses about it and wants to do it 100%. I don't think you can say that about all the managers. I definitely don't think you can say that about all the players. So for whatever Ronnie Dyla's faults, he's a fairly decent human being and I think he's a really classy guy. And obviously by, by the where we ended up, he's, he's fallen short. But I don't think he's... I wouldn't say he's let anybody down other than, you know... He, Obviously, he could have done his job better, but it's, that, it's definitely not worth the lack of trying and, and the passion he had for the club. And I think he's really genuine when he says he's, he's always going to be a Celtic fan. He'd, he'd like to see the club succeed. I'd like to see Ronnie Dyla succeed when he leaves here. I think most people would. Um, Except for that match he has against us trying to qualify. Yeah, he loses that one. Um, Mr. Carson, at Mr. Carson, uh, Mr. Underscore Carson underscore weight. Do these names excite you? I'm going to read them out and I want a yes or no answer. In what way? Sexually. No, um, just <laughs> do they excite you from you know the perspective of being appointed Celtic manager? Uh, David Moyes, yes. Yes or no, Christian? Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll go around to uh, Sir Manny. Yes. Bowed? Yeah, I agree with Sir Manny. Yeah, Stable? Not, not the worst choice. Yeah. Uh, Neil Lennon is 72. No. Bowed. No. Can I just add to that, Sir Manny? No. Say it louder, Christian. I'm just going to go deeper. Go. No. No, go. No. 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 For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, Neil Lennon. I mean, never go back anyway, but definitely do not go back to Neil Lennon. Were, impre- were you surprised at how quickly he heard himself for the job, 10 minutes after Ronnie handed in his notice, basically, about do any of you so-called Celtic fans remember Barcelona? Is it just me? <laughs> no, I don't want him, he's trap. I could do a better job. <laughs> Sorry, I really couldn't. Just, <laughs> and, and this is what, um, we had a thing, a little ding-dong on Twitter yesterday about Malky Mackay. And I think Malky Mackay, in terms of his... I hear you're a racist now, Malky. <laughs> in terms of his background... People seem to be able to almost excuse everything when it comes to somebody who might be employed by your club. I, I just don't. I think especially the manager position should be somebody that's obviously you can't, a lot of, most people can't say they're more, you know, virtuous or anything, but people like Malcolm Mackay and also Neil Lennon with all the controversies around him, they just shouldn't be Celtic managers. And I, I, it, yeah. you know, that's the kind of criteria I would put on it. A lot of people disagree, but... No, Malky McCann and Neil Lynn shouldn't be nowhere near that role. Well, well I've, I've heard some people would take, take Lynn's role back in a heartbeat, man, but um, I've not heard a single person say they'd want Malky McKay, which is kind of reassuring for the soul. Yeah, um, I'm going to need... Actually, there's one. There's a list of them that I'm going to read, and I think we'll all agree that we don't want them, but there's one I'm quite interested... You want Steve Clark, though. What, what about Steve Clark? Not enough you? It's, 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 yeah. I know I was slagging... Brian a wee bit earlier on, but it is a bit like Clement. He, he was a great number two, but he did well at West Brom. He did okay. He did. Yeah, okay. did okay. He did well at Reading when he got left I, by Reading. He, he was top of the league. Okay. But it's because remember he went into negotiations with Fulham, and then when he went back, they sacked him. 
I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with Steve Clark. I just don't think he's the right guy. I think it could work, but I think it's a punt. Is it the type of punt we want to take at this point in time? I think you you need somebody who has... I think he's a a Kazim Richards-style punt, (laughs) which is not what we need right now. Bowdy, you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. In lack of a better word, like, Almost charisma. No, in, in the charisma can come in different ways. I think Ronnie had it. I think Moise maybe has it in a different <laughs> yeah, way. Ronnie had charisma. He didn't know what he was doing when he was putting a I team in the pitch, though. But I, I think I, I think it's a cliche, but you think so. Charismatically galvanised. You know, a lot, of, a lot of things in football is just in terms You're of actually putting your... You're, the more you speak, you're getting the microphone further away. <laughs> no, a lot of things in football is about momentum and, and small things. And I think Celtic as a club now needs something galvanising. I don't think Steve Clark is going to be galvanising. I don't think he's going to be good enough to be a boring good, if you see what I mean. Tigers have momentum, as we know about. Um, here's other. Here's as a joke that only a private joke that people will understand. <laughs> yep. Here's the other names, and I, I, I think I, I just want it. Michael O'Neill, Roy Keane, Steve Evans, fucking <laughs> Steve Evans, Alan Stubbs, and Alex Neil. Don't want any of them. And, and people who are saying Alex Neil, uh, Robbie Nielsen has been mentioned, but again, I don't think. Alex Neil, I think, is he, he did well when he got Norwich up, and it's it's tough. People will say, "Oh, it's really tough to keep a team like Norwich in the, the Premiership." Well, look at Eddie Howe, same sort of budget. It's just it's about pragmatism. It's about Martin Freel. Martin Freel loves them though. See, see, Alex Neil. If Alex Neil had been appointed the manager of Celtic from Hamilton Aggies, yeah. there would have been outrage, right? Yeah. Absolute outrage. But as soon as he does anything outside of that, it's like, oh, well, he's outside of our real house now. We can't get him. And it's probably going to be the same with Robbie Nielsen. Whether you want Robbie Nielsen or not, see, if Robbie Nielsen goes down south and he's a success, there'll be lots of Celtic fans who'll turn around going, oh, see, that was us, short-sighted. But if we appoint him now, they'll be like, why are we appointing the Hearts manager? Have, Robbie have Nielsen, you, is Robbie Nielsen the same Robbie Nielsen that manages Hearts that their fans hired a plane with a banner? Oh, no. I'm not, I, I don't. I don't want Robbie Nielsen. I'm just. I'm just so, putting in a perspective I of maybe one of the things that maybe I overlooked. Or people overlooked when you hired Ronnie Dyla is that as Stremskul so yet he created this very very well drilled specific type of football team. You know, is tactically very good and so on. Kind of some parallels with Derek McInnes in Aberdeen in terms of oh, done a good job, well drilled, so on and so forth. The tea pump people's way. <laughs> well, who knows? Who allegedly, knows about? <laughs> See, allegedly. Bout but, Sorry, allegedly, Ronnie but, pumps but his wife. <laughs> I was just wondering if what you keep forgetting is that it, it kind of is Robin Nielsen and Harch as well in Aberdeen. They have had a lot less games, and with a lot less games, you have more time to train. You can do quality training. So what the challenge is at the club like Celtic is do you have to be able to develop a specific style that takes time on the training field, but you're going to have actually very little time to train in high-quality training. So you need somebody who's... Well, there's a, first, a few things you need for a club. First, you need an ingrained playing style in the club so you can easily, through the youth team, so everybody knows how to play. You need a transfer policy that you get the right players in who fits straight into the system. And you also need a manager who's able to implement their style of football with not a very little time on the field. And you, that kind of manager is, is hard to find. Even you talk about Ren Rodgers, his best season in Liverpool was when they didn't have Europe at all. And he can spend almost a full week on a training ground um, to perfect the style and the tactics. And when they came to the Saturday and just Liverpool just blew everybody away. So that thing is... Talking about players like Alex Neal or Robin Nielsen or Derek McInnes, 
they've never been have to come to a club where you almost have no time to train and to implement your style that way. Have you seen Robbie Nielsen's jacket though? Lovely. He likes Italian football as well, so so Manny, there you go. Think about that. Uh, Robert Sherry at Pol- that doesn't make any sense. Um, Robert Sherry at Politis Ouija. Um, with Ronnie Dyla going, do you trust the team to deliver the title? Well, I think we've said that you know we're only three points away really from winning it. Um, a second point is is the same criteria being used to recruit the new manager as what they did for Ronnie Dyla? You think, or do you think? Well, we've kind of discussed that. We think it will be a sort of more of a mature sort of someone to bring yeah, a bit of stability. I, I think with both the fact the board want to appease fans and the fact that um, a very new club who's going to provide us with a very interesting derby are coming up next season and we need to definitely I, leak. I, I just hope um, the board... Money will be spent on a manager. Yeah, they just need to keep a cool head about it as well and, and choose the right manager. Even though the, the noise and the crescendo from the fans is getting louder and louder... You still have to think a bit, be quite clear what you want to do, not be too knee jerk and get somebody like Rookin yeah. or something like that because you get somebody in, somebody who can, you know, scorch earth tactic and you do a few more dodgy purchases and, and suddenly you're in a lot more trouble than you were on the run in Iowa. So. Um, Stephen Hughes asks Do we A, have a good squad that a new manager will get the best out of? Or B, have a dire squad that even Ronnie couldn't make work. Chris or Manny? we somewhere in the middle. There we go. We have a lot of dead wood that we need to clear out. But we have players who potentially could flourish under uh, a different manager. Um, I think key to getting a lot of them ticking probably would be getting rid of some of the crap, though. I really, some of the negativity around the dressing room. The new man has to get rid of guys who we would term Lenin loyalists because it's <laughs> <laughs> probably not the. No, it's <laughs> not the. It was an alliteration. <laughs> Lenin, the Lenin faithful. There we go. Um, because I feel that they, um, one, you know, their the usefulness uh, is coming to an end as players, uh, and two, I, I think the suggestion being that they've undermined the dressing room because well, we've seen Lennon put his name in the hat for the job 33 seconds <laughs> after it was announced Dyla was leaving. That sort of influence uh, within the dressing room with any manager is, isn't going to be positive. So, the answer, I think there's guys guys like Armstrong, you know, that, that haven't had the best season, but I think certainly could come on to a, a game next season, but yeah. I think we need to get rid of... But then, when you were saying that, say bring Moise in and have the stability, because you know there's going to be a new challenge in the league. A lot of people then make that same argument about the experienced players at the club. Oh no, you need to keep the more groups, you need the Commons, the Browns, because you know we, you know we get a bigger challenge, and you shouldn't get rid of them. That so, your arguments for a stability manager would then not say, okay, well then you should keep the stability the, players as the well. Stability even have bad of what underperformance? Yeah, it's that's the thing. No, but that's yeah. going to be the argument. But you know, I, yeah. no, you're right. But the thing is, our, um, I don't it's, agree, but. it's our, it's players like Brown and Mongrew are, are the reason we're in this well, fucking situation. Brown, <coughs> If I'm being honest, Brown is the real crux of the matter for me because he's the club captain, he's been underperforming for quite some time now and he commands the highest wage at the club if what we're led to believe is correct. Even Mulgrew has been phased out to an extent. He's came in due to injuries. Commons has been phased out to an extent. You know They could continue to occupy that place in the bench and their importance could dwindle. The fact is that Scott Brown is supposed to be the most important cog in our machine and he's not. He's the crux of the matter for me. We need a manager 
understand what you're saying there, but I think we also need a manager brave enough to come in and go. Yeah, and it, you might have you need an pitch. experienced manager because he'll be brave enough to put his own stamp on it. You just want don't want. Well, you basically, you don't want Neil in. I think that's where you're getting yeah. at. Yeah, we don't want. We, we do have and another question. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say. You, I, I think we absolutely just clear the deck. We get rid of a lot of it. Easy said and done. But you know, well, you're right as well because it's a, a transitional period. Like that then means we actually need to buy a couple of just solid players. Yeah, players that we know are capable and don't need a huge bedding in period and aren't youngsters that might become something. We need just a couple of capable players we need uh, that spine yeah, again exactly as a mark of failure should players this is from Robert as well uh, as a mark of failure should players shave off all their head especially Michael Lustig Stuart Armstrong and Patrick Roberts Robert that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my I think they life. should then that's the only good thing about the the, the, the fucking squad is that <laughs> some of their guys hair no shave the hair walk naked down to the red keep this I Game of Thrones style um, <laughs> a lot of people are saying we should shame <laughs> A lot of people are Shame. saying we should look at and discuss um, a certain blogger film, McGillibean's post today. I don't think he's a really very reliable source myself. I don't necessarily believe anything he says. <laughs> yeah, it's so. a bit harsher words you had before we started yeah, recording. It's, it's, I'll <laughs> come out and say it. I'll commit uh, Celtic Twitter suicide. I think it was nonsense. I, I think, think the guy's talking out of his arse. Sources close to what? Stop. Just You're just writing words <laughs> that you think people want to hear. Why would Ronnie Dyla throw... Hey, hey, that was some email about Dallas, so yeah. <laughs> You Celtic fans don't remember that email about Dallas. <laughs> Jesus, nice, what? Nicely done, nicely done. It's the and if you've got a source in the boardroom, there's not. There's a limited number of people in that board yeah. meeting. You, you've, got, you've given up your source. <laughs> exactly. Somebody's going to be found hanging under a bridge, yeah. and it's his fault. Yeah, I mean, why is that... too dark. Yeah, a lot of it. You've <laughs> just dark. made a game of Thrones reference, and now... No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's a good source. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, why would Dyla beat a board meeting, really? Yeah, it, it, and why would he throw Lowell under the bus at this point? And did you notice that uh, he's he's going to put big money on a manager, which is what I just said, actually, but big money on a manager, and then he, he protects himself, but word in circles in England managers <laughs> say, oh, it's what? a poison chalice, so if it doesn't The Celtic happen, manager's a poison chalice. Fuck off. Ugh. Ugh. No, Phil. No. Um, okay, here's one. Thoughts on Lowell being in the dressing room after the game on Sunday? Chris or Manny? I have no thoughts on the matter. The it seems a quite um, maybe stereotyping Italian Spanish thing to do, you know, get one of the the big bosses into the dressing room to say such few choice <laughs> words. It's not very, it's not very, uh, you know, understated Scottish, is it? I know. So fair enough. The John Murphy asks: uh, Does it boil your blood that we are persisting with these vanity summer ties and putting league business second? Which is obviously to Scott Brown was in Dublin today to promote this friendly with Barcelona, which is happening during. What are your kind of thoughts on that, Chris? Unbound as well, of you. Um, I. <sighs> we didn't do them under Dyla at Dyla's insistence, and I think that that was a good thing. How did um, that work out for him? No, well, it didn't work out for him, but I still think the, I points, think I, yeah. the points he made about concentrating yeah. on football matters was a good thing. However, I do understand that hooring the Celtic brand around the world is very lucrative. Um, I don't mind doing it as long as it, it it's wrapped up in enough time for us to understand. It's right in the middle of the Champions League qualifiers. Well, that's what I was going to say. So, If it's wrapped up in time for that, I've got no problem with it. If... They, they'll demand some the, sort of stars. They're not going to. We're not going to. That's what I was going to say. They'll demand some sort of stars. But with that crap, we 
can send anybody <laughs> yeah. and nobody will notice. Well, there you go, Scott. Um, bloody Scott Brown, Chris Commons, Charlie Mulgrew, they can all head over. What, what are your thoughts on it, Chris? Yeah, much of a muchness. It's For us, it's relatively big money to be made, um, which we need. It helps grow the brand. And you know what? If it is, if it's, if it's, if there's enough time um, before the the big games that we have, it's actually quite good uh, preparation. I if you're actually playing it's the in the middle, yeah, no, I think, I think, I I think it's a necessary evil in, in a lot of ways. At least it's just Dublin. I mean, playing a friendly in in Glasgow, playing it in Dublin. They played friendlies in between it's racist Norwegians, Ireland and Scotland. <laughs> it's all the same. I mean, you played friendlies in between the you Champions went League off games, this season, but uh, it's, it's. I think it's just unnecessary evil for Celtic, especially yeah. Celtic. We're running out of time here. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, Derek at the boy Moz. Surely the board's approach to transfers has to change. It's not just a change of manager. We need to change attitude. I think we've kind of touched on that through, yep. throughout the day. Uh, a few the other game. ones. The, the, the podcast. Um, CG1967 at Chris GIED is it not best to get the new guy in now so he has at least a few months to build for next season I think we also touched on the fact that we, we would imagine the board would try to appoint him not appoint him but have him under contract as soon as possible we, so we can start we, we can we could I mean the, the fact of the matter is we've announced Dial is going they could announce tomorrow that the manager's in and he can begin work behind the scenes but big Clement's ready to go whenever you're the big seaman the big seaman the big Wellmeister general Clement and Steel, don't you worry about that. And listen, we've had lots and lots of comments, but that's us at the hour and a half mark, and we said we'd stick to ninety minutes. But you know what? We'll have a podcast next week. Well, I'm sure we'd go over. We'll go. We're gonna have a live podcast, Christopher. We're gonna have a live podcast. I'm still looking at uh, potential venues. Um, We could go back to Sweeney's. In fact, uh, it would be quite interesting to find out what people think about that. If you could tweet us, uh, tweet us more about the day we had it rather than where. Yeah, I mean, if. If you could tweet us and let us know what you would prefer, if, if if you have a preference, if you would prefer it to be on the south side of Glasgow or the centre of Glasgow, um, if you'd prefer it to be a weekday or a weekend day, just uh, because if people are interested, it's certainly something we'd like to do again, and uh, we'd we'd just like to get what they kind of feel as far for what people do. I'm I'm being I'm being notified by uh, uh, Jinty that you were on. Uh, the, you were on Twitter while the podcast was recording, Chris Abani. Yeah. Did you not hear last week? That's now. That, that, that got hey. Lou benched. Ben, Lou yeah, was dropped. I'm a daddy here. Right. <laughs> hey, two wee daddies only here last week. <laughs> if I want to go on Twitter, I'll go on Twitter. Okay. He's on WhatsApp and all. Wee man. All right. Okay. Can't I know you, you can bully Lou around. You can't bully Samani around. Yeah. Me and Bowd are going to do you after <laughs> this podcast. Why? I'm chub you. I, I thought we were all part Not Chub, that's a different thing. <laughs> that's a different Chub is not. I thought I was doing so well with my... No, oh, you're not. Okay. Anyway, um, so we'll be back next week. Uh, I don't know if you will, Samani. That's, that's, that's bad editing. That's bad chat. Benched, benched for aggressive behaviour. Yeah, exactly. This, is, this is your, this is your commons. Jesus, are you chip? You. You're getting chipped, pal. Chipped. See, Ken. there's not... I don't Ken. know... Did he say chip? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like uh, Christian Wolf uh, pointing at you saying, I'm going to chip your man. Uh, don't know why he's Why is he Jamaican? Jamaican? Yeah, <laughs> no. I, don't I don't know. Anyway, so thanks for tweeting in. Thanks for, you know, we'll have another podcast next week where we'll pretty much go over the same shit, let's be honest. Um, we didn't really talk about the game yesterday because, frankly, it was dire. And uh, one last thing I'll say is how those players didn't show any sort of. And in my opinion, respect for the manager by just 
putting on a display and actually showing some get up and go and a bit of aggression, which Richards and Rogic's miss. That's about the yeah, exactly. Richard. Anyway, anyway, um, and Ro- Richards is here. But that's yeah, a he's grown pretty quick. That's <laughs> a podcast of on its own. Uh, Chris Armani, Sir Man Bot, Sir Man Unit. I'm calling you Sir Man Unit now, unintentionally. You really need to work on your nicknames for me. Okay, sorry, Sir Man Bot. Uh, Chris Armani, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you, Christopher Bowd. That uh, you've done the heel turn nicely uh, on Scott Brown, and uh, we expect you guys to start feuding um, any day now. It doesn't stand a chance. Doesn't stand a chance. Christian Wolf, it's been a pleasure. It's been too long. Oh, it was, it was great being back. Uh, and, you know, just a few weeks now, you're going to get a six foot five tall blonde Norwegian coming to Celtic, and then, you know, uh, we, yeah. we, 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 can, we, can, we can start all over again. Uh, yeah. oh, that's his in. That's I forgot it. about. Ah, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> joking. Uh, well, Stefan Johansson as well, although rumours are led to believe that he might be leaving, but. You know. Relocated Newcastle, I think they would take a Johansson. <laughs> I heard that. I heard actually, actually, I heard that Johansson was going to uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, he's, oh. going to, he's going to a former Steel City <laughs> club. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, Wednesday. bouts tip for the the Champions League in a couple of years. Don't you worry about that. Right. Scotty Brown will be lifting that trophy high with Paul Clement. Oh, Paul Clement. Uh, anyway, thank thank you as always. Uh, we'll be back next week. You can follow us at Twitter or at Ninety Minutes Cynic. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash 90minutecynic. Um, website, 90minutecynic.com. We're going to start doing the manager profiles. We did them. They were very popular after Lennon left and, you know, pre-Dyla. Uh, Christian, you'll obviously be doing one. I'm sure it'll be some weird Norwegian that we've never heard Probably of. Probably Fagimo from Odd. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Baud will do some uh, some German guy from the Bundesliga. I'll just take the last one I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Manny, obviously you'll be on the Italian manager. Did uh, I do one the last time? I don't know, but you're doing one this time. I can change the date. Yeah, uh, easy. Marek will obviously do Bielsa, because that's just his... Yeah. Uh, can I just Paolo, say, sorry. Chris, your, your dial apprentice is... Uh, Squint. I know. That's <laughs> every time I straighten up it goes squint, like legitimately. So that's that's it. Yeah. That that's that's a nutshell. Lovely in a Norwegian home. Home um, home. Hundred hundred euro. I'm not even going a hundred pounds, hundred euro. Give me a hundred kroners for it. Hundred kroner. That's Is that like ten quid or something? Oh well that's you, well that's the risk you have to it's take. It's less than <laughs> Australian dollars, I think. Jeez, oh, is it more? Exactly. Anyway, um I'm Chris Gallagher and we will speak to you down the road. <laughs>